sorry, you may have to edit this a bit. Oh, no, you, we're you want us to start this over? Is, this is going to be in no. episode. No, I'm this just is the good. This is when the good stuff happens. <laughs> we're good, Rosh. The messy back end is where we live, and sometimes it shows. And no, it's, okay. it's totally understandable. You're good. We'll, we'll make you look great on this episode. Right, thank you. <laughs> Sheila's doctor says she's not allowed to talk or yell anymore, and so I'm just going to keep muting her whenever she talks. So it's going to be less like our other episodes where we both have banter and play back and forth. So I need you to step forward and banter with me and, <laughs> me and make fun of me. And <laughs> this is the messy backend, where experts share customized business advice and tips about all the messy stuff that goes on behind the beautifully branded front end of entrepreneurship. This is where most businesses fail. So we're here to help you save time, make money, and succeed. Welcome, thank you, thank you all so much. We have a wonderful show for you today. Forbes magazine says, in the United States, 45% of businesses don't make it past five years. 65% don't make it past 10 years. Yet everyone who ever starts a business backs themselves to beat the odds. Optimism can be blind and naivety can be bliss, but is it possible to predict if a business will become a roaring success or a damp squib of a failure? The trajectory is only partly defined by the idea. The rest is in the execution of the idea. The quality of the execution is shaped by the doers, the leader and the designers and the marketers. The rest is up to market forces and ability to adapt. Here's how to know if your business will succeed. So today, Sheila is suffering with throat issues. She's lost her voice. And she was supposed to be reading this part. So I'm going to try to read it in Sheila's voice. She wrote up this intro script and it's about me. So it's kind of weird here. Y'all are going to just have to deal with it. But she says y'all all the time and she'll say Nate Tucker, co-host of the Messy Backend Podcast, an amazing photographer, once said on that podcast, yes, failure is an option. But I would instead say that failure will it's what you learn from it and what you do about it that counts thanks sheila that was a great quote from an amazing person you know on our expert segment today we're going to be speaking with rochefell rivera rosh started in the online workspace in 2013 with her humble beginning as a virtual assistant her passion for training speaking consulting and business development led her to wear many hats in the hopes of motivating people to rediscover themselves and follow their passion, resulting in building their dream business. With friends having the same goal as her, Rosh also led to establishing a national-based cooperative that aims to raise the bar of the Filipino online professionals industry, help attain sustainability and growth, in the virtual workspace. 
and you'll hear real questions and stories from real entrepreneurs with real messy backends. And as an added bonus for the messy backend exposed, our expert, Rosh, will not only share her experience, expertise, and the tools she suggests to get your backend cleaned up, but she will also expose what you should really be doing to grow your business. And if you're an entrepreneur with a messy backend and you would like to submit your question or story, give us a call at 801-810-6726. Or if you've lost your voice like Sheila, visit us at themessybackend.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Messy Backend, brought to you by our digital marketing agency, Lock and Load Marketing, where if it tires you out, you can hire it out. We wanted to take a minute and stop and thank you for being such great listeners. Seriously, we can't do this without you. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us these last two years. We've loved sharing our expert guests, our stories, our experiences, our embarrassing, messy backends, bloopers with you. We've just loved everything about this podcast. And if you love the show as much as we do, we want to hear from you. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform or email us at hello at the messy Who knows? Soon we may just have cool branded swag to give out to our top fans. That's going to be super cool. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. You can find all of those links at themessybackend.com slash subscribe. So never miss an episode because they're pretty fun. Then check us out on Facebook and YouTube for video episodes. Now on to our expert, Rosh Rivera, for her expert advice. Don't mess your seat, folks. Here we go. So today we have a question. And it's, I've gotten started with my business, but now I'm starting to wonder if I'm on the right track. How can I be sure I'm going to succeed? How do I know if I'm on the right track to find more success? That's a lot of questions. Well, for the first one, how do you know if you're going to succeed? No, you won't. There's no, what do you call it, guarantee that you're going to succeed once you start a business. But then again, if you didn't try, then you won't succeed. So you don't have a choice, I guess, but you have to give it a try. So you would have a chance of succeeding. And then second question, how would you know if you're on the right track? Normally, a business owner thinks of a business as a baby. So you would know that you're on the right track if your baby is growing up um, in the way that you wanted that baby to grow up. So your business should have like a goal, like a standard. Your business should have a plan. And if you're going in the direction of your plan and you're hitting the milestones um, going to your goals, then you're on the right track. Then if that, sometimes, you know, people get sidetracked, um, we go sideways, but still we have to go back and check our plan and make sure that we're going back there. We have to redirect going to, I mean, to hit our goal and to get into our plan. I mean, all right, perfect. Thanks for being on the show today. You, you, you nailed it up. No, I'm just kidding. That was just, <laughs> um, no, you're absolutely right though. Like it's, it's a type of thing. Like I always tell people, it's like if you're, you're hopping in the car and you have a self-driving car, like they're coming out They're you know, it's the next new thing, but you go and get in your self-driving car and you can't just sit there. You have to tell the car where to take you. You have to say, hey, I want to end up here. I want to end up at this restaurant, this doctor's appointment, wherever you're trying to go. 
And if you don't tell the car to do that, there's no way you're ever going to go there. And obviously our businesses aren't self-driving cars. We have to That's do a right. lot of the driving and the, the hand-holding and steering along the way. But if we don't plug in those coordinates to our GPS, if we don't lay out that map of where we're going to go, we're never going to get there. So that being said, you know, we've got the goal. We know where we want to end up. We know our destination, but we don't know the map to get there. You know, how do we, we can't just stumble upon, you know, a pirate's treasure map. That usually doesn't happen. We need to map it out ourselves. So how do we do that? Well, first, before you create a map, you have to be sure that you wanted, you really wanted to go where you're going. Most people are starting a business just because they wanted to earn money. And that's not a um, the best intention um, that any business owner could have, because if money is just your motivation, um, sometimes, most of the time along the way, you will encounter struggles, challenges, and problems. And if money is just your motivation, it's not strong enough to keep you on track. So first, you have to know if what you're doing is really something that you're passionate about and it's really something that you feel that that is your purpose as a person. So once you find that out and you're 100% committed, then you have to start planning. Okay, so planning takes a lot of time. Um, it's not just, you know, you're going to sit one day um, and then just type in and then put in some goals. No, it doesn't happen that way. Um, planning um, sometimes takes weeks and sometimes it takes people, other people's um, input on the plan. So for example, you're raw, like you've just made up or you've just decided that this is your business, this is going to be your service or your product, and this is where you want to be, want to be let's say, three or four or five years from now. Then you have to map that out. You have to sit down, get your calendar, for the first um, year, you have to get that and then get a quarterly milestones. So what do you want to do? For example, on the first quarter, what are you going to do to start your business? Let's say you're going to start um, getting active on social media. So you have to optimize your social media for the first quarter. But once you write it down, you have to, you have to do it because if you don't do it, that will just be um, like a, a beautiful dress that you're not going to wear. Um, it will just be a plan and a plan without action, without execution is nothing. So you have to plan by quarter and by year. What do you want to achieve every quarter? And those quarterly plan should add up to your yearly goal and make it as long as three years, five years or 10 year goal. Awesome. So it's like we, we need to reverse engineer kind of that, that blueprint. You got to say, okay, this is where I need to go. This is where I am now. And yeah. okay, in order to get a step closer toward that goal, what can I do now in the for, first quarter? Okay, yes. the big thing that I need to do, like you said, as an example, if we need to get our business online, because we're doing an online business, you know, yes. okay, we need to get online, we need to establish that social media presence, we need to, you know, develop our website and create content for yes. it, all of this stuff. And so that is going to be the first quarter push. And yes. And create that plan, take that action. Like you said, um, I don't resonate with just buying dresses and not wearing them. Um, I always, <laughs> every single dress that I've ever purchased, I have worn, which is <laughs> zero. But regardless, do you think, and I kind of know the answer to this, but let's say we've been on this plan or been on this blueprint, been on this map. 
and we're on this journey and we're two quarters in. We started our business six months ago and we say, all right, we're, we're on the path to achieve this goal here, but what happens if we were not actually where we thought we would be by now? What do you think we could do in terms of like, what do we need to do differently? What things do we need to put in the plan to change that? Well, um, I always suggest that we need to revisit our goal at least every six months just to make sure that we're on the right track. Sometimes we don't hit the goal, but it's okay. We can um, set another goal, let's say for the next quarter. For example, you set a goal that you would have like 3,000 likes by the end of first quarter and you only hit like 1,500. So what will you do? So you need to increase that goal, for example, on the Third quarter, your goal is about 5,000 likes. So 5,000 likes um, minus the, the, the balance, minus your, what do you call it, the, the negatives that you, you, that you got from the first six months. So you add that up. So you would still hit that 5,000 goal. Um, regardless of where you, you sidetracked, you have to get back up and try to pull everything, all of your resources and all of your strength, just so you could really hit that goal for the next quarter. There's no stopping once you started something, there's no stopping it. But um, once you feel that you don't have, you know, the, the energy to keep pushing forward, you have to go back to your purpose. You have to go back to your passion. Why are you doing this? That's why at, at the early, at the beginning of our conversation, I said that if you really have that passion and that purpose, you would really feel that this is your obligation to keep moving forward. So you really won't, you know, get sidetracked or you really won't go anywhere far from the goal that you've set for yourself and your business. Uh, absolutely. We've talked about that on a handful of episodes, whereas if you're not, if you don't have that passion and that purpose, like you said at the beginning, you know, if you're only driven by money, there are a million different ways to get money. But if your passion is about serving a very specific type of person, there's one big way to do that, and it's your plan. And if you do that right and you bring that value to your, your customers, your clients, you know, those who you're serving, they will then reward you with money. And so the money will come, but that's not the goal. The goal isn't, oh, let me go find this money. Like I know you said let's reevaluate our goals every six months, but what can we do in our plan to make sure that we don't deviate too far off of that path? Well, um, one of the most important part of a developing a business is of course, aside from your goal, um, aside from your roadmap, is your values. Um, you need to include that um, in, in, your, in your goal, in your plan. For example, um, you would, you would think of, let's say, three, four, or five um, values that you really want to uphold that is connected to your passion and to your purpose. For example, mine is um, I would really uh, push for integrity, for kindness, and um, for justice. So if anything, if one of that is deviating me from my goal, I mean, from, from my values, if my business has, for example, there is an opportunity, but I need to, let's say, um, step on someone's toes, or I need to like um, get a client out of, without, without integrity, then I, I would rather stop my business than to deviate from that, you know, from that values. That is very, very important into, you know, creating a plan and to making sure that you're always on track. Because if you don't, chances are there are a lot of, 
temptations that will come along the way. There are a lot of challenges. And if your values is not strong enough, your passion is not set, your purpose is not set, chances are you're more likely to get astray. I agree completely on that. Um, I think a lot of times people get, they feel like they get led astray or even, especially when they do have that purpose and that passion, they, when they fail, if they don't necessarily have the right team, which you did mention earlier, you said, grab your resources, grab the right people, ask for help, bring them on. Um, and if, if we don't have that, sometimes we can feel alone and it's like, well, I've got this passion. I have this vision. I know what I need to do or I know what I want to do. I just don't know how to get there. Um, and that that's where it's like having, a, having awesome people like you to be able to coach them through that is super helpful. So I think a big thing that the, the two biggest things, and they're kind of just in one that I see people struggling with when they go, well, I've got this great idea. I've got this passion, but how do I just, how do I start marketing it? Like, how do I price it out? How do I, you know, figure out how to do this? Where do I start? What would you say? Well, um, for pricing, if you already have a product that you want to sell or a service that you wanted to sell, pricing is very tricky because there's no one size fits all when it comes to pricing. I remember Sheila when she was you know, teaching me all about pricing before. And um, what I learned from her is that you set your, your lifetime, lifestyle cost first. And based on that, you... Um, compute for the number of hours that you wanted to work in a month and you set a price based on that. But then again, you also have to consider the value of the service that you're giving to the client because sometimes it's not just about your hourly rate. It's also about how much value you've added to the client. So I cannot answer how much a service would be <clears throat> or a product would be, but it would be based on your lifestyle cost, the value of the service or the product that you're giving to the client. And of course, based on what you feel the value is, because it always feel, you have to feel that you're comfortable pricing. You can always say, my price is $5,000. But if the client can see it in your eyes, that you're hesitating, that it's not your true value, it's not the true value of the product or the service that you're selling, chances are they will not say yes to the offer. So there's a lot of things to consider. Those are all wonderful things to consider. You're absolutely right, though. It's not like, oh, well, what are my prices? And I feel like so many other people just try to compare their prices to other people's prices. Yeah. And yeah. that's not the case at all. So I, I'm a photographer. Um, I do that as well. And if you look at the photography industry, it's a perfect example of well, you can't just look at other people to compare for price. You have to do, and, and we learn this in the photography industry as well, exactly what you said. First of all, figure out your cost of doing business, the lifestyle that you want. And so if it's, a, okay, I want to make X amount of dollars per year, well, then I need to shoot, you know, and, I'm, and I do two, like, let's just say you're a wedding photographer. I'm going to shoot two weddings a weekend or a week. I'm going to be doing this many, you know, a hundred weddings a year. Yeah. That means in order to make this amount of money, I need to charge this much per wedding, that sort of thing. And the really interesting takeaway here is, like I said, you can't compare yourself to others because if anyone has ever gotten married, 
with anything in the wedding industry, you know that it's, well, how much, do, how much does it cost to hire one of those? Well, how much is your budget? You know, it's, do you want a $500 photographer, a $5,000 yeah. photographer, or a $50,000 photographer? Because, I mean, with the exception of the 500, because they don't see the value in themselves, like what you said, there's not going to be a big difference in quality between that 5,000 and that 50,000, other than the person who's hiring them perceives that value to be higher as well. Like what you said, you know, when Jay-Z and Beyonce got married, they spent half a million dollars on their photographer. <laughs> wow. Are, is that photographer really that much more talented than the photographer charging $5,000? Probably not, but they marketed themselves to be that valuable. And so they saw that and said, yeah, half a million dollars, that's no problem. We're spending 40 on our wedding. Doesn't matter, you know, that type of thing. So no, I love that. I love that you brought that up of try to figure out, you know, where, where you want to be, how much you want to make, your cost of doing business. That's a great way to figure out, you know, that value. And then you just need to make sure that your clients perceive that value as well. Like you said, right? You don't want to be like, oh, I'm worth $5,000 when you think you're only worth $500 because yes. they will see it, right? Yes. And so, they should not, sorry, they should not forget um, to add in the taxes because most of the time people forget about those, the taxes, um, the, the health insurance and the cost of you retraining yourself because you have to upgrade. You don't just have to stay there. Otherwise, you'll just be a stagnant photographer if you know we can still keep that photographer as an example. So you have to keep improving. So you have to add that up to your price. Otherwise, you can't you know, um, increase your value over time. And thought about doing that. I need to start passing on all the courses and training and everything to be a better photographer. I need to yeah. pass that on to my clients, charge them on that. Be like, yo, by the way, the reason why your photos were so amazing was because of this course that I just took. So write me a check for that. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, that's, that's fantastic. Um, so, hey, uh, here's a question for you. Where is, what would be a good way to really figure out, um, you know, what services our customers are wanting? Like, how do we figure that out? Was there a special way that you do to figure out exactly what they want and how to give them that? Well, um, we do surveys. <clears throat> it's very um, important that you know what your clients' pain points are. So the best way to know them is to ask them directly. Online, you can do that by joining groups that are in line with the service or the product that you wanted to. For example, um, you wanted to become a service provider for coaches. Then you have to join Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups, that coaches are there. And then you have to ask. You really have to go out there and start building your authority, build relationships. Once um, you ask them questions, they will really answer. And from, there, from their answers alone, you can um, determine the kind of problems that they have and the exact solution that they need. So you'll be able to create like, you know, a whole product line or a whole um, list of services that you can offer to the, to your coaches, for example. No, that's, that's brilliant. Just ask. It's almost one of the best ways to find out. It's like, 
I, I asked my grandpa years ago, I said, Grandpa, what's the key to a successful, happy marriage? And he goes, anytime I think your grandma's upset, I ask her. And I was like, <laughs> you, just, you just say, hey, why are you upset? He goes, yeah, because I'm too dumb to figure it out on my own. And <laughs> I go, hey, what did I do that, that, that made you mad? And she'll go, well, you left the toilet seat up or you forgot to get this thing from the grocery store or whatever reason. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. But now that you've told me that, let me remedy it. Let me let me fix it. But he just always said it's it's about communication. It's open, you know, honest communication. And then she would always chime in and chime in and be like, "Yeah, but usually the questions he asks me are kind of dumb." And we're like, "Well, that's grandpa for you, you know." But they were great uh, for years. So, no, you're absolutely right, though. Um, it is about asking those questions. So. Rosh, what would be your number one tip to give to somebody who is thinking of starting a business? They haven't started yet, and they're listening to this episode, and they're saying, you know, I've, I've thought about it. What would be your number one tip as, as an expert that you would give them? Well, um, the first thing that I told my clients is that um, they need to be very decisive they need to be very committed in the kind of business that they will build so the first thing that i ask is to really find the area of your expertise and the area that you're very passionate about sometimes they're not the same for example i am passionate about coaching and training but then i didn't i before i didn't know that i have um, this expertise in copywriting in um, creating websites and um, in customer service i didn't know that you have to list that down, maybe in a spreadsheet, create like, you know, three or four columns on the first column, write down everything that you know you can do on the second column. You have to write down the things that um, you love doing out of those things that, you know, so that you can trim it down. And then on the third column, you have to write down the things that um you don't like doing because out of those things that you know doing, there are things that you don't like doing. I don't like researching. I don't like typing or transcription. I don't like those stuff. You know, the, the, the stuff that are repetitive. So you have to write them down. Um, on the fourth column, write down the things that you wanted to do, but you don't know how to do yet. For example, I love photography, Nate, and I wanted to learn how to do photography. I once took a photography class, but I never got the chance to you know, follow through it. So just list them down. Just so in the future, if you're going to upscale or upgrade your business, you have something, you have a list of things that you, you, know, you can learn and then you can offer it to, to your clients as well. So once you have that, um, you relate the things that you love doing to your current skill and from there you can create a package because you've already asked questions to your group of clients right to your ideal clients then you have to put them together make sure that the skill that you love doing is answering or is a solution to your ideal client as valuable as you want them to become and you won't be able to price them as you know in order to you won't be able to price them um in in the value that you wanted Right. Love it. Um, so all of that being said, which was a great, you know, number one tip, like people need to realize that they need to create that list uh, of those four columns. You know, guys, if you didn't get that, you know, pause, rewind, 
write those down. Like I am going to do that later because I love that idea. And I just want to make sure that my goals and my visions align up with that. So I, I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to write that down. Um, also just pro tip, and this is a free tip to anyone who wants to learn photography. Number one tip that I can tell you is practice. Take photos. You don't need to go out and buy all this fancy gear and everything. Everyone has a camera these days that they carry around in their pocket. And part two of that number one tip is remember the word photography. If you actually look at the root words of photo and graphy, what it means is to draw using lines of light. So light is important. Make sure the subject is well lit, whatever you're taking photos of. And make sure that you're looking at the lines. The lines tell a story. We're drawing a picture using lines. My free tips for you. Now you've learned photography. You are now an expert. You can make <laughs> a million dollars for celebrity weddings. Um, so question for you, because we, we know, but our audience doesn't know, that you actually used to have Sheila as a coach right? Yes. <laughs> Your business coach. And now you are a business coach yourself. Our listeners, if they are ready and they go, you know what, I'm ready to go hire a business coach. What would you recommend they do to start that other than just, hey, go hire me? Because as you know, it's not always, you know, you need to do more than that. So what would you recommend? Well, I would recommend that they find someone that's doing what they want to do. Because if you will hire, for example, a fitness coach and that is not one of your goal, then you're, you know, you're doing, you're, you're getting astray. So, for example, you wanted to become a business owner and you wanted to offer an online service, for example, for coaches. Then you find a coach that's already doing what you're doing and it's and is also offering a service for that or a coaching program for that. And then the second one is to find the coach that you feel you're most resonated with in terms of values, in terms of beliefs, in terms of area of expertise. Because if you're going to get a coach each coach has their different expertise. For example, um, Russell Branson, um, his expertise is into sales funnels. You know, um, that's why he he created ClickFunnels. But if you go to Tony Robbins, his um, expertise is into neuro linguistic programming. You know, he teaches you how to be brave, how to really find your passion, how to get out of whatever problems you have. And if you wanted to learn about leadership, you go to Jan Maxwell. So there are different um, niches in in the in the, in any field, you know, in fact, if you're going to become a chef, there's a sous chef, there's, there's, there's baker chef, there's um, fish chef or whatever. I mean, there's different kinds of niches. You have to find the specific coach that has the same niche or that has the same industry and expertise as you want it to become. And then make sure that your values align, because if you don't, um, chances are you will feel disappointed. And then you will say that the coach is a scam. No, the coach is not a scam. It's just that you were not aligned in terms of values, in terms of goal, in terms of expertise. I like that last part specifically is make sure your goals are aligned with theirs, that they're not just that they want to help you achieve their, your goals. They're not just looking at you as another paycheck that oh, they're yeah. saying, hey, I've achieved this and I want to help you achieve this as well. Um, and and so that's that's fantastic. You know, you look at all great coaches like, uh, you know, 
I don't know if you've ever seen the the documentary uh, about Michael Jordan and you know the early '90s Chicago Bulls, um, but I'm, and I'm not a great. I'm trying to remember his name. Phil Jackson, I think, was the coach during that time. He yes, yes. he understood, and all the players on his team understood. It's like Phil's goal was to win those rings. And he's like, I am going to make sure that each one of you is performing at your ultimate best so that we can win those rings as a team. And he treated each player differently because it's not just a cookie cutter approach. The way that he treated Jordan was way different than how he treated Rodman. You know, if Jordan had gone to a binge weekend in Vegas in the middle of the playoffs, he would not have allowed that like with Jordan. But with Rodman, he's like, that's that's how Rodman needs to be coached, you know, and so he was able to adapt, but their goals were still aligned. It was this is what we want to accomplish together. And so I love that. Um, I I feel like you've got, you know, great vision, great goals. So, you know, if if those of uh, those audience members right now who are listening, all of you awesome podcast Tears. I don't know what you call a podcast listener. Your your podcast peoples. Uh, I'm not a podcast listener. That's why I don't know what they're called. And Sheila's laughing at me right now, but Sheila's on mute as we talked about earlier because she's put in time out with her vocal cords. So um, if somebody feels like they're resonating with you, Rosh, where can they find more about you and your coaching to to you know investigate you and see if you're a good fit? <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, they can just go to my website. It's rochefel.com. That's R-O-C-H-E-F-E-L. That's Robert Oscar Charlie Hotel Echo Foxtrot Echo Lima.com. Wait, your website is just your first name. Yes, absolutely. Well, you are like, okay, that's like 20 points cool <laughs> in the coolness scale. Then like yeah. So, hey, I love that. You know, we've had a fantastic conversation today about, you know, aligning our goals and our roadmap and making sure that, you know, we can just accomplish those goals with other people. I know we didn't talk about that a whole lot, but you've mentioned a couple of times of I don't think we're meant to do things alone. Um, I'm reminded of a quote that if you want to get there quickly, go alone. But if you want to go far, go with somebody else, because that's absolutely true. We can go further. We can grow. We can do amazing things when we work together as a team and with those who have the same values that we're aligned with. So Rosh, thank you so much for being here today. You're absolutely fantastic. Thank you for bringing your charm and your personality. Uh, so thanks again, Ross, for being here. You have been a fantastic guest. You rock. Thanks. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode of The Messy Backend. We know, we know, you can't get enough of us. So have us on your podcast or have us speak at your next event. Visit themessybackend.com slash speaking and send us your event details. It's true. We love speaking. And we also want to thank our sponsor, Yes, Women's Network, where you will find the connections you need to achieve your dreams. Find out more at yeswomensnetwork.com. Also, our advertiser, Podserve FM. We couldn't do it without them. They get your podcast hosted and published quickly and easily. Visit them at podserve.fm slash messy to find out more. And a thank you to our advertiser, Thrivecart. 
They are the number one shopping cart software that grows your income from existing traffic with high converting checkout pages, upsells, and affiliate campaigns. Watch the video for how simple this cart solution is at themessybackend.com slash cart. Once again, don't miss an episode. Head on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe today. You know, you're a smart person. We, You can listen to social cues and I'll be like, well, thank you for being on the show today. Don't be like, oh, but also let me tell you this 10 minute story. <laughs> you know what I'm most impressed about, Raj? You like totally use the military terms to spell out your name. That is awesome. Like the U.S. military term, Roger, Indigo, Charlie. <laughs>